Man, come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. This, this is what irks me, because if you say, well, I have a knee injury and I don't need to be on the field, there's a press box, buddy. Nice. Play to work sports. sports. What up, world? Hey, welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I am your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Vince. What up, Vince? Peach vape tastes really? Hey, guys, how we doing? What are you talking? What? I got my peach vape now. Don't Just disregard. Let's go. You couldn't say that before we got on the air? What is wrong with you? I didn't get my jitters out. You know I'm supposed to do that before. You could have warned me before we did the countdown. It's okay. Let it run. Oh, well, we're in it now, so it's running. I crushed Too it on late. the intro. You see it? I crushed it. The toothpaste is out, man. We can't put it back in. Hey, calm down, Vinny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a pretty good show. The uh, NFL, I know I said it every week, but of course, every week is a pretty good show. The uh, NFL is winding down. We got uh, some big topping points about our uh, futures of two Big name quarterbacks in the NFL right now. We also got a little NBA, and then uh, we're gonna sprinkle in a little little mystery sport at the end of it all. So, kind of yeah, talk yeah. about. So it should be a pretty good show, man. I'm excited. Yes, sir. I'm ready. You ready? Let's do it. Let's get it. All right. So, obviously, we had a wild card weekend, and I'd say Vince that. I think we did, you and I did eh, relatively well. Um, I think, uh, no, I think we both went, we were off. I, 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 oh no, we did bad with the Seattle one too. That was the we? only one that it was like, wow, I can't believe I like, I really messed that one up. Right. I, uh, I yeah. picked Seattle to win. Um, but I did too. Pick the Jags <laughs> to win. I think you did too. We both picked the Bills to win. You did pick the Giants, and I did pick the Falcons or the uh, Vikings. We'll speak on that in a minute. Um, yeah. We both picked the Bengals to beat the Ravens, and you picked the Bucks to win, and I picked the Cowboys. So yeah, I think we did. We even out. I think so. I think did you pick Seahawks or did you pick 49ers? No, I picked Seahawks. All right, yeah. So then that was the only one that was just like to me was like wow. Because yeah, Seahawks I picked, I picked the Bucks. You picked the Cowboys. You picked the Vikings. I picked the Giants. So yeah, we even out. Yeah, we even out. Well, let's uh, let's hit the recap then. Let's talk about the uh, first game, and that was the uh, Seattle Seahawks going to play the San Francisco 49ers. And oh, man. Uh, man, this game, the 49ers. Okay, so first off, let me just go up with a. The Seahawks were winning at halftime, seventeen to sixteen. They were winning. And they scored six points the rest of the game and got manhandled and lost 41-23. to 23. Yeah, They knocked the hair off them. I mean, DK Metcalf caught over half of the yards. He had a great game. Or he had a great game. Probably, probably the best game all season. Too bad we ain't playing fantasy football no more. Thanks a lot. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, he had more receiving yards, more receptions, and more touchdowns than Debo Samuel. Yeah, so that's he. He had a great game, he man. Did, man, well, it was all losing effort. 
Brock, yeah. Brock Purdy came out there, threw 18 of 30, three touchdowns, 332 yards. And you know, I read something earlier today that said um, every completion that Brock Purdy threw was either for a first down or for a touchdown. That's nuts. Every time he threw the ball, it was either for a first down or a touchdown. Well, this is well. Hey, those are those are good odds. There, hey, listen, it's going to be a first down or a touchdown. Hey, I mean, mm-hmm. just, just chuck that thing, man. Were you were you more impressed by the way the Seahawks performed? I'm sorry, the way the 49ers performed, or less impressed by the way the Seahawks performed? I was less impressed by the Seahawks or yeah performance. I thought it was going to be a little bit better than that. Um, it's well, actually, no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go this way too because I, I I actually did some numbers here, and I'm not really impressed with the 49ers. And this is gonna sound very outlandish here. We talked about it before as well. Cal Shanahan's offense. You just need a body at the quarterback position that doesn't turn the ball Correct. over. Um, but with that being said, the 49ers have four wins against teams with records over 500 this year. Have they only played that I, many teams? No, no, no. Yeah, they only played. Yeah, it's four out of twelve with winning records. So they beat teams they were supposed to beat. Uh, you, you, I expect you to beat teams that have. What do you mean when than you say five. four out of twelve? You mean that they played twelve teams with winning records? <clears throat> Is that what you're saying? Yes. So they lost to eight of them. Yes. Hmm. Well, I, what I, if I think I, I might I might have that wrong. Give me a second. Uh, what if I told you but, that they lost to the Atlanta Falcons? And see com- what I'm saying? And convincingly like, like, lost. Now, yes, twenty-eight to fourteen. Yeah, they uh, they lost the Atlanta Falcons. Now, now, since they got Christian McCaffrey, they have not lost when he played a full game. They lost the first week he was there. Right. Like you said, but then I, I don't think he played or something. I don't quite remember. But then they've won every game since then. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's four teams out of their whole season. Okay, so they've only beat Seahawks, Dolphins, Chargers. That finished with winning records. Okay. Yeah, that finished with winning records and Seahawks. That's it. That's only four. Everybody else that they were up against, they won, and you're supposed to beat a team that is lesser than you. Except for the um, NBA, the Falcons. So I, I think that... Sorry. I think their defensive stats are a bit skewed mm-hmm. because of that. And, and, and I may be a little biased with that because the Eagles have seven wins with teams that are above 500 this season. And the Cowboys, for that matter, as well, have five. Yeah. But we'll get to them in a minute. Yeah, I think I am... I'm definitely impressed by the way the Seahawks performed this year. Um, I mm-hmm. am not sold on the 49ers. To be to be honest with you, I'm not sold on them. Only because, like I said, I watched them lose to the Atlanta Falcons with Marcus Mariota as our quarterback. So I'm not 100% sold that you are all that. Now, granted, 
is before McCaffrey, and McCaffrey's a huge upgrade on their team. I got all that. Mm -hmm. But I'm still not sold that you're going to be able to go and beat a team like the Bills, that you're going to be able to beat a team like the Cowboys, like the the Eagles, like (laughs) these teams that can put up points, these teams that, I mean, can keep your defense on the field for yeah, 30 minutes. The Giants just slamming, you know, Barkley comes out and he has a good game. But I mean, carries the ball 20, 25 times. He's just slamming it down your throat over and over and over, man. You know what I mean? Stomping on you, stepping over you as he knocks you to the ground. Can they continually do that? That offense is great and all, but if you can't get that offense on the field and your defense is getting too exhausted, I don't know, man. I don't, I, I'm not 100% sold on them. Um, obviously we'll, we'll get to, you know, who they're playing and, and how we both think that's going to shake up, but I'm not sold on them, man. I'm not personally sold on them yet. Um, I don't think the Seahawks was a great defensive team this year. I don't know their yeah, stats. Yeah, that, that kind of sucks. I don't know their stats matter. off the top of my head. Yeah. But I don't think they were a great defensive team, man. I really don't. Um, just from what I've seen. Geno Smith did ball out, but, you know, you have issues with Tyler Lockett in and out this year, DK Metcalf, you know what I mean, like being inconsistent. But, I mean, if you look at it, DK Metcalf went off, Lockett caught six, and then everybody else is three or less. Yeah, I mean, mean, I I think this was – wasn't this the first time that DK Metcalf has been in the playoffs? Possibly. I, I want to say if it's not, this is his second. Possibly. But if if this is his first, this is a hell of a showing. I mean, it, it it really is, man. I I, I mean, I think the Seahawks gonna be just fine. To me, I, to me, to be honest with you, I don't think you need to upgrade quarterback position. I think Geno Smith is fine where he's at right now. I do think they probably need to tune up that defense just a little bit I think, you beef, up, I think you beef up your defense, that team's got it going on. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, Geno did have two turnovers in the game, one one touch or one uh, INT and one fumble. But we'll see how that plays out, yeah. man. I mean, it's just going to – we'll see how the offseason plays out. I, I, I think they got some promise, so – on to the next yep. game, and that would be the San Diego Chargers heading to Duval to play the Jags. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you and I both at halftime did not think this was going to go the way we had picked it. No, well, I mean, my, my internet also was out too. So I'm going to be honest with you, I turned the game off. Same time. I came in, I was outside, I was kicked back, chilling um, outside. Minding yep. your business. Sitting outside. I had a, I had a fire going, just kicked back, chilling outside, you know, and uh, had the game on. And then I saw this kind of start off the way it started off. And I was like, man, I'm not wasting my time on this game. I'm going inside. So I turned it off, man, and I put the fire out and I went inside, you know, to go spend it. Because I was only out there because everybody was inside watching a movie. And I was like, I want to watch the game. So after that, I was like, I'm going to go inside with them. So, it wasn't until I think the next day that I realized the Jacksonville Jaguars had won, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, this game 
at half, right, was, uh, well, first off, first off, let me put it this way. At one point in the game, this this game was 27 to nothing, okay? Um, the, it was the worst playoff blown lead ever in NFL history. Trevor Lawrence threw three interceptions in the first half and threw a fourth in the second. Four interceptions, right? And uh, it was just <clears throat> just a horrible showing, man. And right before the half, the Jacks scored a touchdown. And from then on out, the only thing that the Chargers could muster was a field goal, 50-yard field goal. And the Jags went on to figure it out. I... Old Dougie P, yeah, man. I'm talking telling about. So, you, bro. So here's my question then, Vince. Here's my question I posed to you. Are you more impressed with the Jacksonville grit to continue to push and to never give up and to come back and win this game? Or... Are you more let down, more embarrassed, whatever you want to call, over, to me, the Chargers' defense? Um, I'm going to say I expected the grit from the Jags because of Doug Peterson. And secondly, the Chargers... Defense, I'm not really – I don't think that was a letdown. I think it's a coaching problem, honestly. And, and this, that's one of the things I want to actually talk about. Instead of the owners firing the head coach, which he deserves to be fired after this, they fire the offensive coordinator. Today, 11 hours ago, gets fired after a collapse on offense. I think it was more of a collapse on defense. Yeah, let me let me ask you this, Jonathan. Uh, does does the offense stop the other team's offense from scoring? Not at all. Does, does that make sense to you why the offensive coordinator was... So, this firing here tells me, hey, we're going to keep the defensive coordinator, but <laughs> um, that's because our offensive coordinator couldn't produce more points to stop them or to, to, to get a win. 27-point lead. That's blown defense. Lost. I don't care how you cut it. That's blown defense. Because I'm sitting here looking right now at the offense for the second half of the Chargers, right? The Chargers had only one three and out. Their very first drive that they had, they got one. They got two. Three looks like three first downs. Their second drive, they got three first downs. Their third drive, and and they had like six, seven, eight plays on both those drives. Their third drive was it was quite a few plays. I don't even know how many first downs they got, but I'm looking at it. It was quite a bit, man. And that's when they end up kicking. I'm sorry, it wasn't a fifty yarder, forty yard field goal. Um, but they drove, they started at LA's 20-yard line and got all the way to Jacksonville's 22-yard line and kicked a field goal. 
And then they had a three and out, and that was it. Like, that, that was it. So they only had, to me, one horrible drive. I mean, they were making stuff work. They just couldn't get it done. There's not too many games where teams score every drive. So, to me, this is not an offensive collapse. It's a defensive collapse. No. Because. <laughs> it's defensive. They allow, what, 24 points? Yeah, a defense should never yeah. allow 24 points in a half. Never. My guy, I, I I didn't even notice this because I didn't watch the game. I just well, I watched the end of the game because I wanted to see if they win. I'm from Brunswick, so Jacksonville's an hour for me. <laughs> Jacksonville scored seven points in the yes. first half. Yeah, with with twenty <laughs> seven points. something seconds left. Yeah, seven. That's points. what I'm saying, man. So and you're telling me, it's, and it's yeah, the offensive exactly. coordinator's fault that they. That, yeah, no, I'm not trying to hear that, buddy. I'm not so. trying to hear that. Y'all, y'all got things all the way jacked up there. I'm not. If you want Sean Payton that bad, I'm just not say saying it. That, that. Hey, offense, you should have scored, right? You should have scored. You need to be able to get at least a touchdown. Come on, man. But really, if you look at it, they only had four. They only had four drives. You know what I mean? They have four drives, and they got points on one of the drives. So it's like, really, you didn't do horrible. But defensively, no. you just allowed the Jacksonville Jaguars just to walk up and down the field on you second half. So I'm definitely more disappointed yeah, by the Chargers than I am impressed by the Jacksonville Jaguars because I think that the Jacksonville Jaguars did have that grit and all that, but you're up that many points. You shouldn't allow them to come back on you, period. You know what kind of vibes they're, they're, they're giving the off right Jacksonville now? Jaguars? Yeah, the Jaguars. They're giving off the vibe of the Giants when they won the Super Bowl the year that the Patriots were undefeated. Well, uh, the Chargers are giving up the Atlanta Falcons vibe in the Super Bowl, so there we are. There we are. Hey, so the Dolphins went to Buffalo to play play the Buffalo Bills, and uh, the quarterback was the marquee player here for the Dolphins, and that was Skylar Thompson. I'm sure you've heard that name before. I'm sure you own his jersey. He's a rookie quarterback. Excuse me? And he had... He led the highest... The second... Excuse me. The second highest scoring offense in NFL history by a rookie in postseason. Number one, Brock Purdy this week. 41 points. Skylar Thompson scored 31 uh, points. And they almost upset the Bills in Buffalo, man. I, I'm going to tell you, though, mm-hmm. right? I'm looking at the stats. I'm looking at the breakdowns. They got no help. Zero help from the Russian attack. Buffalo turned the ball over three times, right? Um if you look at your total yardage, I mean, Buffalo had almost 200 more yards than Miami. But Buffalo literally, I mean, I'm sorry, not Buffalo. The Miami Dolphins literally got 42 rushing yards, dude. 42. They combined for a total of 189 and 42 for 231 total yards. That ain't it, man. You run 69 plays, and you can't even get 300 yards. But Buffalo, 
What are y'all doing? Y'all are trying to have a collapse as well. Yes, I mean, absolutely. This is Buffalo defense that everybody's like, oh, watch out now. You let a rookie quarterback come in there and almost upset you. Like Josh Allen had a, he didn't really have a good game. Through through two interceptions. Yeah, and fumbled three times and lost one. Yeah, it's it's this it's very sloppy. sloppy. And I'm gonna tell you what, as it, as less and less teams are left in the playoffs, this isn't gonna work. You can't continue to do this. I mean. If you think you're going to be able to just roll in and do this against some of these other teams, you're going to be sadly mistaken. You're going to be upset. So we'll see. Their defense has to play better, but Josh Allen, he's got to not hurt the team. He's a great player and great for the team, but you almost had a disappointing season. Because I'm going to be honest with you. To me, if they don't make the AFC Championship, to me – it's a bus. Yeah, to me, to me, yes. It's 100% a bus. It's a bus. No, I, I agree. I personally I agree. think you should make the Super Bowl, my personal opinion. But if you don't make the AFC Championship, yes, it's a bus, 100%. Hey, uh, um, Jonathan, what, what, what do we call um, when we're, um, we're, we're wearing our uniforms and we have like this little piece of thread that's sitting out? What do we call that again? I forgot what was the name of that. Like we have to An get Irish it off there because if we're inspection, IP? yeah, yeah, that's 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 Skylar Thompson. But why why you call him an IP? He he is thread that needs to be cut off of a piece of cloth. Why you say that about that man? Because we both agreed last week that no Tua, no win from Miami, and they still almost won. This is horrible, and they almost won, man. Like, this is crazy. This this. this it makes it look so bad for Buffalo. You got you almost lost to Thread. The rookie quarterback. The the third string quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Ted, uh, oh, oh, uh, Mr. Mr. Glove, Teddy Glove. Yeah, Bridgewater. He playing neither is Tua. You almost lost your third string rookie quarterback. Uh, no. Now I will say this here. I I do know that it's an emotional thing for Buffalo here. I hope that that goes away for them. Uh, they got to settle. Not down. to take any away from, yeah, from Demar Hamlin. Y'all got a job to do, guys. Y'all mm-hmm. really do. Y'all have a job to do, and you have to do your job well. If you don't, then people's jobs are on mm-hmm. the line here. Obviously, Sean McDermott's job is not on the line. Josh Allen's job is not on the line. But those guys that are at the bottom of the the barrel here, y'all got to mm-hmm. think about them. Moving on, we got the Giants and Vikings. And I know you love to say in Kirk Cousins, we don't trust. The we, Giants we end up trust. winning 31-24. But I'm going to tell you what. In Kirk Cousins, we do trust. And Dalvin Cook, I don't trust. They got, as a team, 61 total rushing yards against the, or against the uh, Giants. 271 passing yards. Two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and Kirk Cousins threw for 31 of 39. Kirk Cousins was not the reason they lost. I I beg to disagree there. On a a fourth and eight as a quarterback, you throw a three-yard pass to a tight end? I mean, 
if you're talking about the uh, old Hawkinson, he had 10 receptions for 129 yards. The man was getting it done. That's great, but you know where the first down marker is, and you know that's not where it is. I do. You know who I blame this on? I blame this on Dalvin Cook. I blame this on Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson had 47 receiving yards. Oh, wait, wait, hold, wait, wait. Time out, time out. What time was this game at? Was it late at night? Uh, mm, See, this, this, yeah, this yeah, it was late at night. Game. Yeah, it was a late night game. Oh, well, well, no, that, it was 450 on my time. So it wasn't late. Mm-hmm. But, okay, because Kirk Cousins doesn't do good after 8 o'clock. But I personally think Kirk Cousins performed better than Danny Dimes, in my opinion. If you're just going off passing stats, I mean, Danny Dimes did have 78 rushing yards, but he also rushed 17 times. But like Danny Dimes had the better night because he threw for 301 for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Better rating, lesser QBR, had more rushing less yards. Completions. Less completions, but more yards. Do you have any turnovers? No. I think I, I personally don't blame this one on Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, you were to me hands down the offensive player of the year. You can't have under forty seven receiving yards. Just can't happen. I blame the Minnesota Vikings for giving Kirk Cousins that big contract and thinking that you were gonna get anything out of it. Like I said, I still don't think it's Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook, to me, Dalvin Cook, you're I'm not gonna say a bust because you've had some good moments, but you're inconsistent. To me, it's time to cut ties with Dalvin Cook. Like, there's, I guarantee you can. <laughs> the Eagles will take him. Man, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe he needs to change the scenery. I guarantee there's better running backs in the draft that you can get that are fresher, younger, whatever. Dalvin Cook is not old, old, but he's not young per se either, man. And. They needed him to perform, and he didn't, man. I mean, he just he didn't get it done. Like, I don't know, man. Uh, 15, 15 uh, attempts. I guess he's averaging four yards a carry, but got no touchdowns. I personally don't put this one on Kirk Cousins. I put this one on maybe offensive play calling, maybe. I don't know. You only rushed for 61 yards as a team. You couldn't rush at all. So. Mm. I mean, if you look at the stats, the stats really are relatively close. And here's the thing, man. They only lost by a touchdown. They didn't get blown out. So. And the Giants literally took the lead in the fourth quarter and won it. Like, they won, or not took the lead, but they won it in the fourth quarter. Like, it was tied. At one point in the fourth. Tied in the third. You know, it was... Uh, I don't fault Minnesota. Or I don't fault Kirk Cousins. I think they should have performed. They have playmakers. They didn't all step up, man. But, maybe that's coaching. Maybe you didn't call the right plays. You know what I mean? Like... Justin Jefferson is one of the most explosive yeah, guys. I, I don't gotta, think it's Dalvin Cook. If, if you're going to say that, I mean, he's literally averaging the same amount of carries. I mean, he's averaging four yards a carry. 
then that's play calling. Justin Jefferson is not Minnesota doing his job. Minnesota defense not doing your job. You allow 431 yards. You allow a running back. You, you hold Barkley to 53 yards, but you allow a running back, or I mean a quarterback, to get over 70 rushing yards on you. Barkley only carried the ball nine times, man. 53 yards, nine times, two touchdowns. Minnesota, your defense didn't step up. You, you physically touched the ball 14 times. Your that, playmakers that game. didn't step up. Was it play calling? Was it what? Kirk Cousins had a decent game, especially by Kirk Cousins' standards. But Kirk Cousins is not that guy that's going to go out there and win the game, on his put a game on his back and win it for you. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback, but he's not going to win the game. He's not that guy where I'm like, yo, all right. He's not a Peyton Manning. He's not a, a, a Michael Vick, a Burrow, a, a Josh Allen. A, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, nobody who I'd rather have in the ball in their hand right now, down, ready to make him play. You know what I mean? He's not a Lamar Jackson where you know, cool, he can't throw it, but he's going to rush. He's going to make it happen. That's not Kirk Cousins. So I think, I think he had a decent game, but he's not the star of the team. Justin Jefferson is the star of that face of that team right now, let's be honest. And he did not have a good game. Uh, as as I stated in the, it wasn't the same person, but Justin Jefferson just may be a regular season hero, possibly. Next, we got the Baltimore Ravens going to take on the Cincinnati Bengals, and uh, the Bengals almost lost this one, man. Uh, the final score was seventeen twenty four. And at one point, the score was tied 17-17, to 17, right? Going in the fourth quarter, actually. And Tyler Huntley was playing for an injured Lamar Jackson. He was on the one-yard line, right? Third and one, one yard. What do you call him, 31 and one yard? Quarterback sneak, man. That's what you call it, quarterback sneak, right? Well... He loses a yard, fumbles the ball, and Sam Hubbard picks that bad boy up and runs it back 98 yards for a touchdown. And that's what was the difference. You literally were getting ready to go up 24 to 17. That one mess up play puts you down 24 to 17. They never recovered. The Bengals are showing, and I get it, this is a, this is a rival. But I would expect you to do better against that. The Bengals, to me, have shown flashes of greatness this year. But then they've had other games where they just, they got, I guess, Cincinnati. Or, I mean, I guess, whoever's playing since, he's got them figured out, man. Because. How fortunate is it for that ball to land in his hands like that? Did you watch the play? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Like you, how fortunate do you have to be? It's literally right place at the right yeah. time. Hey, here's the ball. Catch yards it. All the oh. way to the house. <laughs> Burroughs. That is a story yeah. to tell your kid. Burroughs, y'all got to step it up. Burroughs got to step it up. Overall, I mean. Uh, looking at that there, I, I, that's not a team I think can beat the Chiefs. Not if you play like that. That's not a well. I mean, I don't know. That might just be a 
another mess between the Bengals and the Bills, but we'll see. We'll see about that one. I, I don't know. Maybe they might get their stuff we'll together. We'll see. So the final game of the wild card week would have to be the uh, Dallas Cowboys playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And Dallas was actually the away team in this one. And they came in there and decided they were just going to send Mr. Tom Terrific on his way in the playoffs. I don't know if he's ever got bumped out in the wild card, mm-hmm. but he has now. They beat the Brakes. Uh, first time since his first season yep. in the season. Uh, yeah, first first year in the season, I think. Beat yeah. the Brakes yep. off him. What if I told you the leading receiver for the for the uh, Bucks was Julio Jones? That man had seven receptions, 74 yards, and touchdown. Just so you know, he had two touchdowns and only 299 yards all season long. Decided to come back and play a little bit. But they just got manhandled, man. I mean, in the third quarter, it was 24 to nothing. Tampa scores. They fell a two-point conversion. Then, in a matter of less than five minutes, Dallas scores again. It's just, I mean, and of course, Tom Brady and them, they scored the last minute. They had two minutes or so left. But it was like, man, too little too late. Y'all are down 17 points. He got bumped. And in his defense, right, Tom Brady did not have a bad game. Once again, we see another trend. He had one glaring mistake in the in the red I-N-T, zone. Though. That was huge. That was huge. And uh he just didn't get no help from the rushing attack though either. Fifty two yards total rushing. Come on, man. Like I get he's Tom Brady, but come yeah, on, I mean, man. L- Leonard Fournette with five attempts or five carries is ridiculous. For for one, this man threw sixty six times. Yeah, well, well, it's probably because they were down me? so much they had to throw it. No, apparently this guy's been throwing like he's he led the league in attempts he this year too. Record, but I mean, he also had an it's extra like, game. Like, this is this is insane. Uh, shout out to Brady for having the second lowest QBR um, <laughs> in the, in the wild card round. Uh, yeah, shout out to you. Uh, I will say congrats to the Cowboys for beating the eight and nine team. Eight good and on 10. you. I pre- oh, I'm sorry. They're eight, yeah, eight and ten, and 10 now. now. Excuse me. Yeah, eight and ten now. I mean, congrats to that. Obviously, Dak got his stuff together or whatever. Um, this is probably one of the weakest defenses in the playoffs. The weakest team in so, the playoffs. Weak, yeah, weakest team in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. Well, um, 49ers should be a bigger oh, foe. That defense, Cowboys defense has to we'll play get, tough. Yeah, but we'll get back to that so, in a minute. Yeah, we'll get back to the minute. Speaking of Tom Terrific, right? So obviously they asked him, what are you doing now? He's a free agent this year. So... Two questions, I guess. Well, I guess one question, really. Mm-hmm. Does he come back to play in the NFL next year? And if so, where does he play? So I guess it's a loaded question. He does come back. Yeah, he, he does come back. I, I I feel like he will most likely go to Miami. So I think he comes back as well. I think he look, he goes to either... San Fran, because there's been talk of it. 
and you know he's going to win a ring in San Fran. And that's his childhood yeah, team. That's easy money. So I think he either goes back to San Fran or he goes to Las Vegas. I can see him going to Vegas too because Josh McDaniels. So those are the two yep. I see yep. him going. I think uh, obviously 49ers are, are bigger to me than, than Vegas, but I could possibly see him going to Miami. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I could see him going down there, but I don't know. Well, there isn't really. This is not much really to talk about this game because it was just a slaughter. So I'm gonna ask you this question here. Um, I have two. It's a two part question here. You know how I feel about Lamar. Um, first question is: Is do you think he should have been present for the game? Yes. And the sec and the second question is, do you think he should have played? He should have been present for the game. Um, I know Michael Vick said, and and I love me some Vick. You know how I am. Um, I know Michael Vick said, put a brace on it and suit up. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you, Mike. It is nobody's decision, but that player, if they suit up in an injury and play through an injury, that's up to that player. Not up to any of us to decide whether you should or should not have played through an injury. Just because one person plays through an injury doesn't mean other people can, right? Back when we did a Super Bowl run, we had an offensive lineman that had a broken leg who played the whole Super Bowl with a broken leg, right? Some people can do it. What was that? Uh, was that uh, Philip Rivers? What are you talking about? I said an offensive lineman. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, well, then there's two then because Philip Rivers, I, I believe he played with a torn ACL. But I'm talking about the Falcons in the AFC Championship game. Like we have people play with a broken leg. Our star lineman. When you have some people can do that and some people can't, right? And and I don't fault him for not playing. I do fault him for not going. That just shows you're self centered. You didn't go to to be there with your team. Why? Probably because you don't plan on coming back to that team. You couldn't even like this this is what irks me, because if you say well, I have a knee injury, and I don't need to be on the field. There's a press box, buddy. Yep. There's a suite up there for you. You can you can sit up there. You're telling me that the team won't pay off everybody's suite tickets for you to have your he own. He just don't box. want to be around. He don't want to You're be around the team, man. After everything just went down. This is this is literally why I felt like something was going on. When Harbaugh was asked the question of the availability of Lamar Jackson, he was like, we're not focused on him right now. We're worried about the players in our room right now. I can't blame him. This is, this is why. This is legitimately why I don't think Lamar's a good teammate. I well, really don't. And we're not talking money here. We're talking about the fact that you are not physically Where present. do you think Lamar goes then? Because obviously we're both in agreement. He's not staying in Baltimore. I think he goes to Vegas. I was going to say, I think he goes to Vegas as well. I think he, I goes, think he to, goes to Vegas. I, I think I'm going to him say this. And, I think and, he goes to Vegas or if they can fit, and I don't know the cap space, right, and you may have to make some trades. But maybe he takes less. Who knows? I could see him, if it's fully guaranteed, I could see him even trying to go and play with the 49ers. Can you imagine? Or even Miami, like you said. Can you imagine if he had... 
Waddle, Tyreek, and him down there. Pretty nasty. I could see him with Miami. I cannot see him with the 49ers. And and the reason why I say that is there's too many Chiefs and not enough Indians. I can see that, but if anybody can handle that, Kyle Shanahan can handle that. And I would think in there. But then again, maybe Kyle Shanahan don't want to bring that headache in after seeing the way this is. I, I don't think he wants to bring that headache in, bro, because Debo Samuels actually has a, a clause in his contract where he can actually – Earn more money by getting rushing yards. Do you, can you imagine? Where do you think those can you rushing imagine yards? If they had Lamar Jackson <laughs> and all those weapons, oh my god! How? I don't think they have the cap. I don't think they board. they do either. That's why that's one I could see not happening. But God, Lee, can you imagine that? You don't know if Lamar's going to run, if he's going to throw it, if Christian's going to catch it, run it, or throw it, if Debo's going to run it or th- or catch it. You have no clue what's going to happen, man. The whole team, like you're out there and you're like, okay, which one, which one's gonna run, which one's gonna throw, which one's gonna catch? No clue. Every time, no clue. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be a nightmare to try to scheme for. Yeah. You know, and I don't even think Lamar's a great passing quarterback, but I do think he has some great receivers on there that can catch the ball, and make moves. So. He got to get him to an. I see him though. going either L.A. or Miami, <laughs> ultimately. I think he'd be wild with the 49ers, but I don't think they I don't think they got a cap room, honestly. I think Miami yeah. or Vegas. Okay, well uh let's get into these uh these uh prediction picks here. Yeah, so uh let's go ahead and start off with the first one here. Who do you have, Eagles or Giants? I had the Eagles. I stand by what I said, and I think the Eagles are a Super Bowl contending team. And it's not that I don't think the Giants are good. I don't think the Giants are good enough. So now, if a matchup in this would would worry me if I was an Eagle, it definitely is going to be playing a team I've already played twice this year. Because honestly, right. it's hard to beat a team three times in a year, man. It is possible. But it's not easy. So I would not want to play an interdivision team in the playoffs. I hate playing it because it's always like, oh, you're playing them so much, man. And they literally, literally scheme to play y'all every year. Like these are the, the games you have circled. You know what I mean? So yep, I'm going to pick the Eagles. But I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. I don't think – I don't think – the Eagles or the Giants, for that matter, are going to blow the other team out. Okay. What about you? I, I got the Eagles. We won't waste the time talking about it. I mean, I know you had. If you were going to pick any other team besides that, I would have uh, kind of been wondering about you. So. Yeah, I, I definitely got the Eagles running that up, man. Okay. Definitely. We'll what about uh, San Fran and Dallas? This is the one where I knew you were probably going to be like, what? I actually have the Cowboys winning. I am going to pick the Cowboys as well. Yeah, I, I have the Cowboys winning this one. I don't. I think this is where the demise of Brock Purdy happens. I can see it. I can see it. Um, yeah. I will say that the 49ers lead the NFL this year in interceptions with 20. But 
the Cowboys are not far behind with 16. So if I was going to put my money on Purdy or Dak, I'm going to pick Dak. I'm, I'll, and it's only because Purdy, you're a rookie. Yeah, you're doing great and you haven't lost yet. But I think it's coming. I don't think you I mean, if he was to win a Super Bowl, I would be floored. Floored to see him win a Super Bowl. I mean, it would be wild. It'd be people would be talking about how great he is already. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Dallas as well with that one. I'm gonna go Dallas as well. Alright, alright. Well uh let's roll into the AFC then. And I guess uh let's go with Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in KC. Who do you got? This was a hard one for me, um, but I'm going to roll with the Chiefs here. I don't want to, but I'm going to. I, I, I want the Cinderella story, but I, I'm, I'm going to roll with this the Chiefs here. This one's not hard whatsoever for me. It's Chiefs, hands down. I like the Jags. I think they're doing great, but I don't think that defense can stop Old Patty Mahomes and their weapons. So I am going to go KC all the way. So Cincinnati heading to Buffalo to play the Bengals. Who do you or play the Bills? Who do you got? Um This is a toss up for me. Um, but I'm going Cincinnati. Well, here's where we differ, my friend. I am going Buffalo all the way. I think it's uh Chiefs and Buffalo in the AFC championship, so I'm going to say Buffalo wins, and I'm going to say Buffalo wins by at least double digits. Really? I think Buffalo had a bad week and still was able to be a, to me, a good Miami team. So, yes, Miami team, they they didn't have the greatest record, but, I mean, let's be honest, they went through three different quarterbacks. The quarterbacks in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. And I get it, everybody's going to say, well, the 49ers did it. Cool. The 49ers also have a more dynamic offense, in my opinion. You know, the 49ers have a rushing attack that the Dolphins do not have like that. You know, where they're they're running back. And the 49ers weren't crushing it until CMC showed up like that. So, I am going to pick the Bills to win this one, though. I think the Bills win. I think they win by double digits. Okay. So, well... That locks that up for NFL this week. If you are ready, my friend, we will roll over into the NBA. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and kick it off here. There was a a post that you sent to me Uh in regards Uh to Austin Rivers. For those that don't know who he is, you might know who his father is. He's the coach of the 76ers. Doc. Doc Rivers. The Doc, right? So Austin Rivers had a he was I think he was on a podcast talking about this and he was talking about how the the way mixtapes are now are completely different from back in the days. You had to be an elite player to get a mixtape made of you while you were in high school. And so for 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 people that don't know, right? Mixtapes are highlight reels basically with music put on there. And they, some of them have like special effects, some have this, but it's basically your highlight reel. You were able, to, you know, to make people go, "Oh, that type of stuff," right? Right. So 
Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I just wanted to kind of yes. let people know. No, no, no. You're, you're absolutely fine. Well, he said that that's basically diluted now. It's anybody can have a mixtape now, and they, they like parents are paying for them to have these things mm-hmm. uh, made for them. And it's just really just watered down completely. I agree with him, Jonathan. I don't know if you do, one hundred percent. But I, I agree with him. I'm going to give you two names here, and if you don't know who these people are, it is perfectly fine. If you do, then you'll know where I'm coming from. Uh, Julian Newman. Nope. Mac McGlung. Name sounds familiar. Name sounds familiar, right? Went to Texas Tech. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He went to Texas Tech. Um, he, they both had mixtapes for, um, for themselves. Julian Newman is still trying to find a home somewhere right now. Last word I found out, I was researching a little bit. He was supposed to go to Australia and play in their league. I don't know if that came to fruition. Matt McLung has been with the Lakers and Golden State. Saw little NBA time, but he spent most of his time in the G League. These two guys were hyped up so big with those mixtapes mm-hmm. and look at where they are now. Here's the thing, man. A mixtape is just like highlight reels. That doesn't just because you're on a mixtape doesn't necessarily mean that you are, that you are a great basketball player. And that's what these people, these pe- people want to get hung up on. We live in the era of social media and social media allows you to put anything out there in a matter of moments with a click of a button and anybody can do it right anybody can start something up and do it which is great but it also sometimes waters it down and we all know that the almighty dollar is evil and it rules everything when you become concerned more concerned about that dollar amount than about the product or whatever else it is it's going to ruin it. And that's where we're at, man. You know, hey, come check my kid out. Okay. I'll pay you some money. Oh, all right. It, it's got where instead of them saying, you know, well, I'm going to send the tapes in or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Now they're paying these people to come see their kid. And they're paying to have them put them in. And they're paying to have a mixtape made. And they're paying. It's now become a thing where if you got money, you can be seen and you can do this. And not only that, man, like he also said in that video, the NBA, there's people that are coming in with raw talent, but they don't know how to play the game. And what's mind-blowing is, right, he put that out, and I was looking through social media, um, and I seen a video that hyped up third-grade kids playing basketball, mm-hmm. and the comment said, the caption said, these kids did every celebration out there. And after they would score... Right, they would celebrate. They do the can't guard me. They did the you know the three thing. They did too small. I mean, you name it, man. It was just one thing after other. It is become, and I and I think you see it in a lot of sports, but I don't think you see it like you do in basketball because we talked about this earlier. Basketball allows you to be more flashy and be more like that because of just the way the sport plays. You know what I mean? You. Yes, you have a touchdown celebration. Yes, you have a sack. Yes, you have a... 
But, I mean, you can make a... I just think there's more opportunities to do it, you know, on on the on the basketball court. And it, maybe I'm wrong, but I definitely will say that it's more glorified and more... You don't see mixtapes on people celebrating or people doing crazy. What you see mixtapes in football is people just getting up-ended, right? Yep. People getting stiff on, people making crazy catches. The thing about it is... They're not making that crazy catch to get on a highlight reel. They're making that catch because of the way it was thrown. They're making that mm-hmm. catch because of the, you know the way the defense had to play. They're having to adjust to it. For these guys, I seen one, and it was you could blatantly tell it was high school. He went up to dunk it, and they crashed in on him. So obviously he ditched the rock to his boy that was going up, and the boy caught the ball and did a, a 360. Before uh, dropping in the layup. There's no reason for that. You're not going to see a quarterback throw the ball and a wide receiver go down and jump up and try to catch the ball through his legs or do a 360 before he catches it. You're just not going to see that stuff, man. There's another a glaring stat that I, or not stat, but like it's just like if we're talking about physical stature here. Mm-hmm. Julian Newman is five foot seven. That's your height, ain't it? He is, yeah, he's a point guard in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Or no, it's not not in the NBA, but he's a point guard. Yeah. What five foot seven guards do you point guards do you know in the NBA right now? I'm not good with knowing how tall people are in the NBA, man. They throw me off because all of them look tall, so they all look small. I'll put it to you this <laughs> way: the average height ranges between six to six three for point guard. You're nowhere near that. If I'm a six foot three point guard and I and he's guarding me, I'm putting you on the block, buddy. Yeah, I definitely I'm putting th- you on the block. I definitely think and Austin Rivers was talking about how this these mixtapes are causing people. They're just trying to be too flashy. And mm-hmm. instead of being the guy that he, he brought up a good point. Instead of being that guy that makes the setup for the other guy to make the assist. When he passes it to the third guy and he makes the shot, they got to be the guy making the shot or making the assist. Absolutely. And it takes away from fundamental basketball. And it, to me, it highlights. Don't get me wrong. Do, does everybody want to be part of the flashy play? Of course. But I think it to me it highlights almost a selfishness. You know what I mean? A, a selfishness that you got to be involved. Some way, if it doesn't show up on your stat line, or you can't be in the video, it ain't worth it. How many times did we play basketball, and I wasn't trying to make the shots, man. I didn't care. I dish it to you, and you pass somebody else, and they shoot it. I didn't care. I went up there and get the rebounds. Or I jump up, and knowing this guy's going to tall, and if I try to grab the ball, he's going to be able to snatch it out of my hands before I can get a good grip on it. But if I jump up, I can tip the ball out to you. Before he can get, he's just it. trying to win, man. That's it, just man. Try, You're just out just of trying to win. win any way I can, man. I ain't trying. To win. Do I want to be part of the flashy shot? Do I want to make the game winner? Of course, everybody wants to do it. But the, I, I think he has a good point. The fundamental yeah, basketballs are getting watered down because now we got to have that flashy shot. We got to have that that celebration. I got to talk trash and say you're too small to guard me. I got to stop, man. Just play a game. Just play the game. Let you. That's why I, I love players 
that just get out there and play. I, do I get hyped? Do I get excited when I score? Of course. But I love players that don't have to talk trash. Like, like when they catch the ball, when they make the shot, they immediately transition to defense, right? They know it's time for me to transition. I ain't got to sit there and talk about too small. But bro, I'm showing you, you can't stop me. You want to talk trash to me? Right? You want to run your mouth? Don't run your mouth because I'm going to start then. You shut your mouth, I shut my mouth. I let my talking speak or my game speak, you know? I love yeah, it. Absolutely. I mean, I talk trash <laughs> when we play competitively with a bunch of people out here. But it's like I know all y'all. You know what I mean? We're not. How much trash should I talk when we got on the football field against another team? I didn't know them people. I'll talk trash to y'all. I let my talking speak or my game speak. Mm -hmm. But I, run your mouth to me and I'm going to run my mouth the whole game to you. Yeah, I'm kind of fairly the same way too. And like, like, like when we played like uh, May and then the guys from the Navy, we knew them, so we would we would go back we're and chippy, forth yeah. with them. But yeah, we're, it was chippy. But like at the end of the day, like you know, we that was kind of what we kind of appreciated from each other mm -hmm. because we were friends outside of it. Yep. But when we're in in between the lines, we are not friends. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get that. Um, but these kids here these days, man, I. If they were to play back in our day doing all this stuff here, I don't think they would have made it through the game because they'd have been hurt. I mean, back in the day, a mixtape, like you said, was made when you were good from just a dude being a mm -hmm. raw talent. Nowadays, a mixtape is because you got money or because, you know, you made a crazy shot and you mock somebody or, you know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, man. It's definitely watered down. I don't like it. I don't mind yeah. talking trash. I don't mind. I love highlight reels, but not everything has to be a highlight reel. And you don't have to be that guy that does the highlight reel. And so I understand everybody wants from. to be the guy, man. Like I, I, I don't understand that. I don't. I don't want to be the guy. Like if I if like now, if you're telling me I have to take the last shot, I have no problem doing that. But I don't always have to be the guy. And this is not a promotion for LeBron James in that little fiasco that he had i think it was last night which i'm shout out lebron james for allowing russell westbrook to take the shot the last shot and he sat on the other side of the court and watch him have his demise go on over there by the way greatest of all time but doesn't even want the ball in in, in the greatest moments yeah i don't i'm not a big fan of that i meant what i said well tell me about this other basketball thing you got well you like numbers and stats man so uh, i thought that them. this one this is very interesting for you I, when I, and, and like i was just looking at it because there was a player by the name of walker kessler and they were talking about his stats and i was like who is this guy um and uh abyssal rain i think that's his name on our discord mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i'll be the first person to apologize to you about the, the Utah Jazz because these guys are probably going to be above 500 by the end of the season. So they're actually really good this year um, based off of how I thought they were going to do. Uh, but this guy, Walker Kessler, is a center for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Jonathan, by any chance, do you know who the center for the Utah Jazz was last year? Rudy. Oh, Rudy Gobert, right? Mm-hmm. So when I saw that stat about Mr. Kessler here, I was like, oh, I got to do some research, man. I got to do some research here. So I'm going to give you the trade first. 
Rudy Gobert was traded to the Timberwolves in exchange for Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Leandro Balmero, Walker Kessler, who we were just talking about, Jared Van, uh, Vanderbilt. That's five players. Okay? Mm-hmm. Oxy clean, man. There's more. 2023 first-round pick. 2025 first-round pick. 2026 pick swap. Basically, the Jazz and the, um, and the Timberwolves just swap picks for that year. 2027 first-round pick. 2029 first-round pick. These is, this is everything the Jazz got in exchange for Rudy Gobert. That's a lot. King's Ransom. That, that's a lot, we right? We talked about that, okay. too. Yeah, so I this is what I, I – I started some numbers where you were talking, like, you know, we like money, right? We like to, you know, if it don't make, make sense – don't make money sense, then it don't make sense at all, right? Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert has a five-year, $205 million contract that he signed with Utah before he got traded, okay? That is $41 million annually. With that trade, those five, or excuse me, Patrick Beverly gets taken out of it because he's no longer with the Jazz whatsoever. So I'm only putting the players that are still with the Jazz. So that leaves Malik Beasley, Leandro Bomaro, Walker uh, Kessler, and Jarrett Vanderbilt. These four guys, their contract totals $23.9 million a year. Now, I say that to say this here. Rudy Gobert this year is averaging 13.3 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 1.3 blocks a game. He's averaging 0.7 still, so we're going to say he averages one still a game, right? Mm-hmm. Of players that average five minutes or are above five minutes, which only consists of Beasley, Kessler, and Vanderbilt, those three players together at that $23.9 million that we're talking about here is averaging 30 points a game, 18.8 rebounds, 2.5 blocks, and three steals a game. Who won that trade, Jonathan? Wasn't the Timberwolves. <laughs> oh, that's painful. That is very painful. On, and, and to boot, these guys have one, two, three, four. They have four first-round picks. On top of that, and and Leandro Bolmaro, he's like he's 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 thread. I mean, I mean that's basically what he is, man. They do like, hey, we'll, we'll throw this guy in here for the you know to boot with the trade on top of the picks. All right, cool, we'll take him. But that is what they're getting right now, and this is the most glaring stat here for me is that the Jazz are 23 and 24 and the Timberwolves are 22 and 23. The Timberwolves wanted that trade and they're doing worse than the Jazz right now. It's only about one game, but you make trades like that and expecting a tremendous um, improvement on your team. That's not it. This is horrible. I, I wasn't high on Rudy Gobert anyways. I understand why Dwayne Wade 
kind of wants to sell his shares of the Utah, Utah Jazz right now. So, hmm. yeah, that's uh, that's not turning out well, man, for the Timberwolves. But hey, hey, that's all uh, good old Alex Rodriguez's team now. He he's a uh, part owner of that team. He needs to be making some changes. This is the change he was talking about. We need to change it back then. <laughs> I don't think there's any take backs with this trade, I'm my guy. Change it back, man. I'm just saying. Change yeah. it back. <laughs> well, that is a, that is all for our NBA. Jank. I love how you waited to look that stat up. That's awesome. That's uh. <laughs> That's that's it for the NBA this week. So we're gonna see you like that one. Oh yeah, we're gonna roll into a top or uh, to a sport we have not spoke on yet. I don't think in any of our shows, and that is the UFC. So small topic, really, but um, kind of a growing issue, a growing smudge on the company. However you want to look at it, really, but um. We all know that John Jones is coming back. Mr. Mr. Uh, can't pass a drug test himself. Right? Come back. And uh, he was originally, they were trying to schedule a fight between Francis, and I never can pronounce this dude's last name correctly, so I'm not going to try. But uh, he was the former heavyweight champion in the UFC. Just relinquished mm-hmm. his belt. Well, they told him that they wanted him to fight John Jones, and they were going to pay him around $8 million. I don't think it was the money issue that didn't make the fight happen. But, long story short, he ends up getting released from the UFC. And the UFC basically just says, you know, we're going to release him from his contract. He can go wherever he wants and do whatever he wants. And everybody's kind of like, all right. So John Jones is up lined up to fight somebody else for the vacant heavyweight championship belt. Well, then it comes out why the UFC released this fighter. During the contract negotiations, the fighter said that he wanted to negotiate health insurance for all fighters, as well as the right to sign sponsorship deals and a fighter advocate on the board. But he was told that's not the way this company does business. So this man basically was ready to sacrifice his career, in the UFC at least, to try to better all the other fighters. Health insurance, right to get sponsors, and a fighter advocate on the board to represent the fighters in meetings. Nah, we don't do that around here like that. I am not happy with this. And it continually shows that the UFC does not care about their fighters. And we've seen many sports where owners and stuff like that have shown they don't care about players or their safety or their well-being. They're money makers. That's it. They look at them as property and i know when i say that right property i know what everybody's going to go with there kind of got to get that feeling but tell me i'm wrong 
tell me I'm wrong. You're basically, and I get it, right? When we sign contracts, right? I'm the Marine Corps property. I'm, you know, I get it. We have insurance. We have insurance. See what I mean? But, and I get it. Like, we, we, you know, you sign a contract, technically you're the property of that entity, you know? Mm -hmm. I do understand that, but at the same time, you're basically telling these people that you're, not only are you property, but your property that I don't even want to take a warranty on. I don't want to get insurance in case you get broken. Don't care. Pay for it out of your own pocket. The USC fighters don't make bank unless you're a big name fighter. Yeah. You know, and these it, dudes get messed up. And we cheered on, right? Because who doesn't like human cockfighting? You know what I'm saying? Like, I love, there's nothing better. I want to see this dude get his face smashed. I want to see blood. Like, you know what I mean? We all have that, you know, people that watch the UFC, we love that. We have that desire, I mean, for violence in a sport, you know, for combat, for, you know, it's modern day Roman gladiators. You know what I'm saying? Just you're not going to die. I mean, some people have died from... Uh, MMA fights, but it's not like it was back then. You know what I'm saying? But we go and we want to watch this, but now we don't even want to protect, like the company that's running, don't even want to protect the fighters? Like, you don't want to take care, that's your investment, man, but you don't care. You don't even offer them, and not only that, why can't they sign their own sponsors? The NFL has sponsors, the NBA has sponsors, the UFC probably has more sponsored logos in their arena than any other sport, except for maybe hockey. Hockey's got a lot, you know what I mean? Well, let's say soccer may I'm have some too. Soccer, right? Smaller sport, not really smaller sports, but less less watched sports in America, not worldwide, but in America. Um, but you, you, this fighter can't go sign his own contracts. Yeah, I, I got I got three things for what you, you got, Jonathan. I'm, I'm, I'm done on my rant. Uh, Go ahead. No, because I'm about to get on mine. So <laughs> this is the thing, man. For one, I'm going to talk about Francis's trainer. Um, there was a, a comment that came out where he spoke to a reporter, I guess, stating that they were ready to sign the contract. And Francis said, no, I'm not doing it. They said, all right, cool, whatever, you, you're released. No big deal. They get in the car. Francis goes, I could have signed that contract. He said, but if I'd have, uh, if I'd have signed that contract, I'd have been a sellout, and I would have went against everything that I stand for. And I love it. I love that he said that. I, 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 I absolutely love it. I do. This is the second thing. I thought UFC fighters had insurance. Like I thought that that they the the entity itself had insurance for their fighters. And then this brings me to my second thing here, where, where in, in in regards to Conor McGregor, his last fight he broke his leg, mm -hmm. and I've been wondering for so long why is he not fighting? Why is he not fighting? And it makes me think, pay for this injury myself. I'm not doing this again. I don't I don't know how much rehab he had to pay for. 
the recovery time. Mind you, this man has had a big payday with Mayweather mm-hmm. in an exhibition fight. Dude, why, why should I go out and potentially break something again when I just had this big payday from boxing? That, that, is, that, is, that is something I'm, I'm starting to think of. And then thirdly, Dana White, you and your track record here in the last three weeks here or so, it's, it's not really coming out really well at all. Um, I know that situation that you dealt with when you were on vacation is something completely different. Um, but you're not coming off as a nice person. And I'm putting that very softly at this point here. Yeah. You don't care about your fighters. You don't. You don't whatsoever. Francis did the right thing. Uh, Jake Paul, um, by the way, guys, I don't know if y'all know this, but I don't know what the the prize money is for it, but he's already offered Francis a contract, one for boxing and one for MMA. Already. For PFL. So. I'm going to be honest with you. I can't stand Jake Paul, but. I don't like him either. But, but I mean, it, he's an advocate for getting fighters paid. He, which is I, I will give him that. to me because he doesn't owe them anything. Mm-mm. But. A person that's in the sport can see the struggle that other fighters deal with, though. Even though you are not the caliber of them, he has the following and the clout to advocate for him. Why not? I can give him that. I don't think you're a good boxer. I think you're going to get your behind whoop playing or uh, doing MMA, but we'll see. We'll see. Been wrong before. Yeah. Well, with that, I got nothing else. Um, I just got one shout out. That's all. Which, who's your shout out for? <laughs> oh, my. Oh, it's not like anybody personal. It's just shout out to the NFC for having three teams in the playoffs for the first time since the merger in 2002. First off, of divisions. First off, let's get it correct. You meant the NFC East? Yeah, East. Yes. Okay. Secondly, just so we are aware. It is the first time, and I don't want to mess this up, but I may. It is the first time, I believe, I've seen since 19... Yes, right here. The NFC East is the first division since 1997 to have three teams make the divisional round. So even further back. 97. Good little... Good little thing to put in there. I mean, it's a wild, uh, I guess that's part of your fact, but it's a little wild shout out to, to, to the team. So I actually have two pretty cool facts this week. So first off the fact I'm going to go ahead, since we're on the NFC, I'll just bring this one up. Well, I guess they're both by the NFC, but in each of the last six seasons, the number six seed has beaten the number three seed in the NFC wildcard round. The Falcons beat the Rams. Um, the next year, the Rams beat the Seahawks. Um, I'm sorry. Let me redo that. So, the Falcons beat the Rams. The Rams have went on to beat the Seattle Seahawks. Your Eagles had beat the uh, Bears. The 49ers have beat the Cowboys. 
the Vikings have beat the Saints, and the Giants now beat the, the Vikings. Those are the last six NFC wildcard rounds that featured the number six team and played the number three team. So that's one stat. The other stat, you'll love this one. Who's Christian McCaffrey play for again? 49ers. All right. Only one running back has amassed 100 total yards against the 49ers this season. That was Christian McCaffrey. He rushed for 54 yards can't, and had 50 Can't beat him. Join him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought, uh, I thought you'd get a kick out of that one. Yeah. So, um, this week, I really don't have... I really don't have any shout-outs this week that I could think of. So, um, hey, everybody, I do have a couple of things to kind of throw out there. So, um, we are in the works. Um, as soon as I get my mic and uh, webcam, from what I understand, it's coming from uh, a little country far, far away, apparently. Because yes. I haven't got it. It was supposed to be here for Christmas. So... I'm going to go off that and say it must be coming from a foreign country. But um, once I get that, we are going to start building. And it shouldn't take too long, but we're going to start building towards making this bad boy live. So uh, myself and Vince have to iron out a few kinks with it all because there is some editing that does go into the show right now. So we have to get some things to put into effect for sound effects and uh, stuff like that. To try to keep us from having to do too much editing. Uh, really none at all, obviously. But that is coming. Eventually we're going to probably be hosting it on um, a website. We haven't decided 100% yet, but be stay tuned for that. That will allow y'all to actually get involved with the show when we do it live. So y'all can talk to us. Y'all can ask questions, give your thoughts, whatever it may be. And who knows, you know, in the middle of the show, we may shout y'all out. You know what I'm saying? So that is coming. If, you, if you're worthy. <laughs> that is coming, <laughs> right? Um, and then also be on the lookout to debut. And it should be, I would say, if I had to put a time on it, within two weeks tops. Um, we are in the process of working with a company to get a new logo designed. So... Once yes. we get our logo designed, um, we're going to be offering some opportunities to uh, get some stickers with them, with our logo on there, possibly uh, shirts, hoodies, hats, maybe. Who knows? We haven't decided, but we're going to do stuff to try to help out. And uh, for all y'all people that listen, try to get y'all swag gear to represent it. So um, that is in the works. And once it's established, we'll get it uh, rolling out there and let everybody know. So, um, Vince, I got nothing else. You got anything? Um, I do not. No, I, I was thinking for a second there. I, I don't want to. I don't think I have anything else. No, not at all. all right. Guys, thank you for uh, listening to us, man. That's all. And um, we're we going to keep this pumping. Yeah, so as long as y'all love it, we're going to keep it pumping. Hey, we appreciate it. And uh, every time y'all listen, just thank y'all for real. So, hey, with, uh, with that, Vince, I got nothing. You got nothing. And so, later. Peace.